0: Hello, I'm Chris, and I'm Sean, and this is Monsters and Mythos, a podcast where we take a look at the monsters and races of Dungeons and Dragons and compare them to their folkloric and mythological counterparts. Now, as promised last week, we discussed devils and demons, so we can bring you today's episode on tieflings and cambions, uh... Did not realize they were a thing until I went searching to see if there was anything on tieflings in folklore and realized that Cambion is more of what I had in mind when I first learned of tieflings.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, Cambion and tiefling, some awesome races in D&D with some uh, common grounds, and uh, of course, each kind of unique in their own way. Well, plenty to talk about today.
0: Alright, and so with that, uh again this was a uh listener requested topic, so we do listen. You know, you have an idea or something you want us to discuss, feel free to reach out. And with that, uh we will start with the D D side of these wonderful races. So take it away, Sean.
1: All right, so um So before discussing some of the similarities that the Cambion and the Tiefling have, uh, let's define kind of what they are. Uh, Let's start with Cambions. Cambions are another example of the slut folk doing what they do from our our pilot episode, uh, meaning uh, the offspring of a human, or sometimes humanoid, I guess, and a fiend. Usually a succubus or or, or an incubus side note uh, the the succubus and the incubus are the uh stereotypical super hot uh demon types with like red skin and horns and and pointed tail and you know all decked out in black leather kind of what people sometimes stereotype as like you know the little red devil with the uh, pitchfork and the bat wings is is kind of portrayed but but as like a, a fantasy race uh <laughs> anyway uh my side note is that these two fiends the succubus and the ic- incubus are uh, native to both the Nine Hells and the Abyss, the, uh, the planes uh, where demons and, and devils uh, roam in Dungeons & Dragons. Two separate, uh, but sometimes similar, planes of existence. And, uh, you know, you can see the previous episode for more on that. But basically uh, what it is is that these super attractive devil slash demon looking types seduce a mortal and then procreate and bam, you have a cambion. Now, cambions often appear uh, more fiendish than not. Uh, often bearing small horns, leathery wings, and thin pointed tails uh, upon an otherwise humanoid form. You know, uh, sometimes bearing red skin, but uh, almost always sharing their fiendish parents' attitude and outlook on life. Uh, these these half-breed fiends have found many uses amongst demon, demons and devils alike as uh, capable agents, soldiers, envoys, and you know, personal attendants. Uh, and like their parents, they are native to the abyss and the nine hells, and you know, um, even the material planes uh, occasionally, depending on you know what parent is where. So um, uh, before I keep rolling on, am I is there anything uh, that I just described in the D anD D version of the Cambion close to what you looked up?
0: Yes, in that it is uh, humans getting freaky. Only this time, it's with demons. <laughs> I know, right? Gosh, uh, the,
1: the slut folk in the fantasy realms. You know, they never they never cease to amaze me. <laughs> um, so. Uh, moving kind of on from uh, uh, Cambians, let's let's move on to tieflings. Now, one thing to note is that up until the more modern edition, tieflings were typically an enemy. Uh, you found them in the monster manual, not the player's handbooks. So. I think because of their only recent introduction into being good guys, maybe kind of why there seems to be a lot of mistrust towards tieflings from the other uh, fantasy races, Uh, somehow feeling like their uh, infernal heritage has tainted them somehow. Uh, Which it hasn't. Uh, The uh, tieflings seem to range on the scale of good and evil just as much as any of the other humanoid races. Uh, That being said, uh, the origins of the tiefling uh, seem to spawn from some more slut-folk activities. Uh, Possibly. (laughs) Uh, A a pact struck many generations ago fused a human human bloodline possibly multiple human bloodlines with that of the essence of Asmodeus himself. Uh, once again, see kind of like uh, the previous episode, but for those not in the know, Asmodeus is the devil of devils, the leader of the Nine Hells, uh, I, you know, a uh, 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 big bad dark lord himself. Uh, so the, uh, the ruler of the Nine Hells, the most powerful and feared devil in all the realms. So naturally, that comes with you know, some skepticism being possibly related to, even distantly, uh, the most ruthless and feared being in all of the nine hells is sort of intense, I guess. You know. So, um, anyways, it, tieflings appear human-like in a broad sense typically having horns of various shapes and sizes having thick tails uh, sometimes uh, four or five feet long that you know can uh, uh, flicker about or wrap around a leg uh they uh they have canine uh like teeth and uh that are sharply pointed and their eyes are typically solid colors like n- with no uh i don't know how to say this word celera or scelera or pupil uh you know uh so just kind of a solid eye color it's kind of uh, off-putting when you see some pictures about it but you know their eye colors usually being black red white silver gold uh also while their their skin tones vary uh, uh to that you know of a human's and uh so does their hair a tiefling's skin and hair have also been known to come in shades of red blue and purple so uh you know quite the sight to see these these humanoids make uh, tieflings, uh, due to their origins, are kind of lacking in a, a homeland and set out amongst the world where only the strong survive. You know, there are often small communities of Tieflings within larger communities of the uh, many civilized races. So, with an infernal bloodline and a sort of natural self-reliance, you can see what makes Tieflings such you know, alluring PCs in some of the more modern editions. Uh, whether embracing some dark ways or or fighting to break some infernal stereotypes, you know, <laughs> tieflings have many reasons to take up adventuring. And uh, you know, uh, as you can see, there are some common traits amongst the two: the uh, cambion and the tiefling. Physical traits like uh, horns and tails, and uh, you know, possibly red skin tones. Uh, both sharing a human and uh, like an extra planar bloodline mixed together uh uh so some ways they're similar i mean uh kind of uh uh, indirectly uh influenced the bloodline with asmodeus many many generations watered down to create the tiefling versus you know uh, a mortal uh uh spawning directly with a fiend of of either the abyss or the nine hells so uh but close you know kind of similar uh however i think uh the tiefling's uh ability to not be evil <laughs> ne- necessarily evil anyway uh is what sets them apart from uh most uh that uh well what sets the, the cambion apart from the tiefling rather um for the most part. Tieflings are derived from the bloodline of Esmodius, and an almost evil deity, like, directly. <laughs> and, and even though diluted through many generations, whereas the Cambion has a more direct connection to its fiendish parent, and, you know, is possibly why uh, evil ways have such a strong influence over the, the creature, over, over the Cambion, why it is typically uh, uh, still found in the monster manual and not the uh, player's handbook. You know, <laughs> so... Uh, Aside from that, uh, they do look similar to an extent, you know, their eyes seem to differ a little. However, uh, the tieflings are kind of unique, has a unique outlook on their eyes. And uh, also, you know, the cambion has wings, uh, naturally. Uh, So uh, this, uh, and I do believe uh, the tieflings uh, have thicker tails and longer horns than the average cambion. Uh, but you know, with that, uh, that is about all I've got on the, uh, tiefling and cambion, uh, combo. Uh, uh, what did you bring to
0: the table today? Surprisingly, the tiefling is the exact same for me. No. Uh, so we'll start first with the cambion. Cause as I said, there's no such thing as a tiefling in our world. Uh, but we do have the cambion, uh, as with the indie, it is looked at as uh, part demon, typically succubus, incubus, and part human, mated. Uh, one interesting note is that whether a succubus or incubus even has the ability to get pregnant. Uh, early sources said, of course, but then later scholars said, well, no, evil cannot produce life. So then they came up with the idea of incubuses and succubuses working together. The succubus sleeps with a male partner. Uh, typically, it was why uh, wet dreams were blamed on. You didn't have a dirty dream. You were seduced by a succubus. She takes your seed and then gives it to the incubus. They don't specify how, but knowing them, it's got more hanky-panky involved. And then the incubus goes and has sex with a human woman after corrupting and enhancing that seed while it's inside of him to impregnate her and give her a child. Um, You could also take it to where a demon, especially if you don't believe in one that maintains a set form, therefore no set gender, could be a succubus, take the seed and transform itself into an incubus, and corrupt it all on its own, save yourself a step. Uh, cambions were not inherently evil, though. Uh, typically, yeah. I mean, anything demonic-related would be. However, it is believed that Merlin, of King Arthur fame, was a cambion. The product of the incubus with a human woman. And that is where he got his magical powers from. If you're wondering why you're not getting your wizard letter, maybe it's because one of your parents isn't a demon. I mean, so, blame it on that. But that's basically the only actual cambium source i found. <laughs> the only one they talk about is Merlin. There's probably some few tales. Uh, you could say a demigod, because as we discussed, demons may not be inherently evil evil so perhaps when they were being interchanged with the gods in different religions a demigod which was the product of a god and a human would be considered a cambion Uh, so you could play around with that as much as you want tieflings being a product of somebody who made a deal with the devil uh, it was believed that particularly women when you did make a deal with the devil, he would touch you and give you a devil's mark. Or, in the case of women, a witch's mark. Or a witch's teat. It was a small mark, usually just a mole that they blamed as being a devil's mark. And it was said that the devil gave it to her in order to seal the deal and could be used to feed her familiar. It was basically a milking tit of evil for, like, their cat. If they had a black cat familiar. From there, that is honestly about it. (laughs) There's just, I was excited for Tieflings, seeing what I could find, didn't find much, learned about Cambion, said, oh, great, another topic. Get as much as possible. Not a lot out there. Uh, As I said, Merlin is really the only primary one to actually be called a Cambion. Otherwise, uh, children born... Probably uh, demonic, would throw temper tantrums, uh, die early. It was actually believed also that it it could be uh, the excuse used by medieval society to describe children born with neurological disorders or other deformities. Surely that's not because it was born of two healthy humans. It's because one was a demon and just being rejected. Yeah, uh, that
1: makes sense. That, that's a, a good theory, for sure.
0: The only other thing uh, that is considered possibly it can be on is a changeling. Uh, but most of the changeling stories I always heard and read dealt more with the fairies. But in some areas, fairies are mixed with demons and interchangeably used, so you could use it for that. I'd rather keep it separate, though. Uh, but yeah I, there's just not much on my end unfortunately but we'll definitely do it and like I said I love tieflings I'm playing mine and uh, our campaign created a whole arc where or story background where yes his people are hated and a minority in town and he's learning to expand himself in the world spoilers right <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I mean, uh, with the you know with the difference
1: between like the Tiefling and the Cambion being kind of so slight, you know, it kind of uh, goes back to uh, what we were talking about uh, in last episode, where like uh, it it's kind of like a fusion of these uh, worlds, and you know uh, it would make sense to see uh, you know a a succubus half you know succubus mortal half breed type of you know thing like this Cambion. To, uh, at least as far as D&D is concerned, you know, uh, uh, be actually in a place, you know, serving demons in the uh, endless abyss or or uh, acting as, you know, uh, clerics or, 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 you know, something in the uh, nine hells, you know, to kind of uh, embrace their either infernal or abyssal nature. And uh, kind of similar with the tieflings, you know, uh, I could easily see uh, uh, a world where, say, you know, since yeah, you know, we'll use the Nine Hells as a, as an example, since tieflings are uh, are rumored to have somewhere along the lines cross bloodlines with man and Azmodius, uh, ruler of this, you know, the Nine Hells or whatever. Uh, But I could totally see, you know, there being portions of the Nine Hells that, you know, it being a lawful society are probably populated with individuals. Uh, that you know you could potentially have you know a a large population of tieflings that just maybe uh stayed closer to home than uh, you know heading out towards the material plane for the uh you know uh, uh what has been described as you know the uh, smaller communities within one another you know uh, maybe the O G uh, city of, of tieflings is still you know somewhere in the nine hells or or even the abyss you know uh, there could be uh, like I said uh, in a previous episode similar topography similar geography to these two uh planes of existence so they're completely different planes you know they are quite similar in the way they are ran in the way the densians kind of live and uh have a a need for you know uh mortal souls and things so uh, i mean there's a lot to kind of uh roll with there almost like kind of the opposite of what you know uh we were talking about prior
0: oh absolutely and another fun idea i just had uh And you definitely have to do some manipulation because of this uh, challenge rating. But you can introduce at a low level perhaps a tiefling, you know, who or a player is a tiefling, and as they level up, the story is, oh, you're not a tiefling; you're actually a cambion. You're more closer to the source than you originally thought. (laughs) But imagine you have uh, you introduce like an annoying tiefling when everybody's level one and they think it's just a tiefling, blends in, maybe pick on them or do something, and it returns when it's now a challenge five. And they find out, oh, that's not just a tiefling, it's something with a lot more crap going to it. Yeah. The... And then they and then they kill it and piss off the daddy who becomes the BBEG. <laughs> who is somehow Osmodeus, you know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, but, yeah, that's all I have. I don't know if you have anything else to add. Um, nothing
1: in particular on the subject, you know. uh, It was, uh, once again, you know, a a fun one to kind of deep dive into. Looking at uh, a bunch of... uh, uh older monster manuals really to kind of uh dig up some info on the tiefling uh they were typically like i said they were a bad guy you know uh for the most part uh the tiefling was like an encounter not necessarily a, a playable character so it's cool that you know uh, the more modern editions are kind of being more progressive in that way kind of branching out uh but well, yeah
0: in that respect just because i did want to mention it earlier but forgot because i got goldfish memory I wonder if people were as upset that Tiefling went from a monster to a playable character and race as they have been for creatures like the Goblin.
1: Oh, I'm sure there was some pushback because uh um the opposite side of the Tiefling, uh when you think about it, is the um the Asimar. Uh also uh not something typically found in a PHB. <laughs>
0: Well, i love my tiefling so i'm glad it won out you know probably like a goblin too <laughs> yeah i agree they're interesting characters man
1: you know breaking it breaking out of the norm it seems to be the new norm <laughs> uh but yeah i mean i don't have anything else to add uh just uh anybody tuning in uh give uh, give us a like give us a share rate and review us you know help us get into more ear holes uh um Go so leave a five-star review somewhere if you if you can uh, muster it and uh, help us find some more people uh, to listen to our show. And uh, if you uh, want to uh, hear or tune in to me and Chris doing some more nerdy shit, go check out my YouTube channel. It's all one word, Tater Brain
0: Pod. Uh, go check it out. All right. And if you have any topics you would like to hear us discuss sooner rather than later, or if you have any questions or comments, you can email us at monstersandmythos, all spelled out, at gmail.com. We are also on socials at threads and Instagram at monsters.mythos, x at monsters underscore mythos, and a Facebook page, monsters ampersand, and mythos. Uh, thank you for listening.